You're a real crumb bum. Can you feel that? Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? So now it's fourth and 26. You want Philly food? This is Miracle in the Middle East, number two. And the Eagles win. The Eagles win. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Philly Specialist. Once again, your favorite podcast. I'm your host, Eric, joined by my co-host, Dom, and tough week. It's a tough week, Dom. It it absolutely is. I, I told myself I wouldn't uh, set expectations after every game, but then I did that immediately after Atlanta, and now I have to do it again. Uh, I was a shell of a human being Monday, but it's been a couple days. We're now recording this on Wednesday. Uh, I've come back down to earth, and... Uh, I'm going to just jump right into it. I'm going to tell you the crumb bum of the week, and that's Nick Sirianni. You're a crumb creep, lush coward. And that's how I feel, you know. I mean, not a good game all around for the offense, but he's the guy who's going to take the the mantle for that. Uh, The Eagles fall to the San Francisco 49ers to a score of 17-11. to uh, And... How do you feel coming out of this game? What do you, you know? What are your talking points? What do you? How do you feel? Uh, I think Sirianni does deserve a fair amount of criticism. I think that people are very focused on one drive, and that drive. Listen, that that red zone series was piss poor. Mm-hmm. It was really, really terrible. You know the the <laughs> the Philly special redux, just <laughs> goofy. Like I read, someone said that like the pandering has gone too far. <laughs> And, um, but even before that, like, like the the option play to the short side against probably the fastest linebacking court east to west, you know, like just just like a really weird series of decisions there. I don't know if I'd say he's a crumb bum, uh, but not, somebody's got to be. He is not a crumb bum, but he's the crumb bum of the week. Well, somebody so, has to be the crumb yeah. Bum. Somebody has to be the crumb bum of the week, and and for those. Of you guys who may have been at a store opening up uh, a makeup uh, beautician store, the uh, plays that Eric is referring to is after a 91-yard bomb to Quez Watkins, the Eagles had first and goal from, I believe, the one or two, and they proceeded to go four straight plays of, I think, uh, Nick Sirianni being a little bit too much of like the Kanye West effect. I don't know if you've listened to Donda, but it's just weird for the sake of being weird. And that play calling was just weird for the sake of being weird. You have a 200 and something pound that's, quarterback. That's, that's a rookie coach making a rookie yeah. coach mistake. Yeah. I think ultimately those kind of things, like they don't happen for long. No. I mean, if if he's going to be the guy, it can't happen for longer. He's not going to be here for long. Yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that's that's bottom line. You expect growing pains with this. You have a pseudo-rookie quarterback and a rookie coach. So, of course, things like this are going to happen. I wish things like this would have happened against a team like Tampa, a team like Kansas City, where I didn't think the Eagles were going to win the game. And I certainly... Uh, would prefer it in a game where the Eagles weren't so, you know. The, those plays, in my opinion, are the difference between the Eagles winning and losing. There's probably, you know, they say there's like five or ten play, key plays in a game that shift the shift the uh, outcome of a game, and that was no doubt. Know, I those mean, four you, down you there. Can't, you can't go, you can't throw a 91-yard bomb and not walk away with points. I mean, and then, like, you know, the like the play calling was bad, but take the points. Take the points there. Yeah, you, ha- you lost the game by six. 
You know, that change it like like just you you cannot walk away with nothing. So, yeah. I mean, I also think, you know, listen, and 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 I want to be on the Hurts train. You know, last week I was praising him up and down. I thought he had a great week. I'm not trying to uh have my Hurts takes be, you know, I'm not, I'm not picking a side here, but I thought he had a really weak day. I thought he I thought he looked again like he was kind of struggling to get through his progressions. He avoided the middle of the field at all costs. You know, and, and I know, you know, their linebackers are great. We have to target the perimeter because they were starting a recently healthy Josh Norman um, and a rookie at corner. So I understand that the game plan was probably for the to, to get to the perimeter, but it seemed as though, you know, he was like getting through a read or two and then like forcing the ball to, to Devontae Smith. And I, I want to see consistently good play from him, not just one week against Atlanta. So I was a little I was a little disappointed. I'm I'm not saying he was like terrible or whatever, but without that 91 yarder, he had he was like if we take that out of the equation, I think that makes him 11 for 23 or 11 for 22 for like 100 yards. 100 yards. So yeah, I mean, and that's and and the other thing that I noticed, the inconsistency with the deep ball is a problem. And I know that you're not going to hit every deep ball, but you know, I, there, there's a few that like re, that hurt me a little bit. There was a gimme touchdown for Devontae Smith in the mm-hmm. first quarter. He had his man beat like a drum. And if you watch back at the play, he rolls out a little bit. There's nobody within six feet of him in any direction. The ball comes out late and dramatically short. That's a six-point loss. That's seven right there. Later, Rager uh, in the third quarter, I believe it was, Rager's in the middle of the field alone with a safety. That ball's thrown deep and on the outside shoulder. There's a chance he he walks in for a touchdown. There's another one to Devontae in double coverage, which is a dangerous throw. But he had a step on the corner, and the safety was coming over to help. He's got a fighting chance for that one. So I want to see him hit those. I don't. It, it may be an arm strength issue. If it is, I'm a little nervous. But it may just be a timing thing. I think so. I, I did look into those as well because I know we you talked about this beforehand. You said, you know, you, I, I have to be the resident Jalen defender to a fault because that's just going to be my gimmick now I've, i can't turn on it now be like the undertaker going from the dead man to the biker no one really liked it and, you know it would just be weird i don't i don't want you to turn on hurts and i'm not i'm not turning on hurts i'm well, just no, saying no, he struggled absolutely. yeah no i agree and that i mean that's going to happen but what what i did see in listening to other people film study because i i do not know the game to the level of these people but for, you know from the the various sources i've gone through with with thomas Pedersen or you know, I'm going to butcher your name until you come on here, so you might as well. And, you know, Ben Solak and the guys from ITB, you know, while they were talking down to me the whole entire podcast. that I'm listening to their podcast, and I can feel them being mean to me. Judging you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I mean, uh, what they said basically is it's it's not the arm as much as it is the mechanics of getting the leg set and the shoulder set and everything, and then he can hit that throw because when he does – do all those things right. You have the Quez Watkins throws and the Jalen Rager where he steps out of bounds. So it's consistency, but again, this is why I'm so in on him. He's always been known as being one of the most easily coached guys in the NFL. So if that's the case, then you know he's going to see this the same way that you saw it, the same way that I saw it, and that's something that he's going to have to become more cognizant of. And I think... You know, in the same way that we have to give Nick Sirianni the two-game, you know, it's, he's only through two games. Jalen Hurts, last year, you can say he had four games, so this is game six for him. So, again, these are these are still rookie year mistakes that are going to happen. But 
I'm more excited at the fact that, you know, the offense in those senses of taking those deep shots, I love that. Like, I love Oh, that. yeah, I'm I glad they dialed them up. I also think, like, you know, people being so critical of Nick Sirianni, if one of those deep shots hits or two of those deep shots hit, people are saying, look, he had the balls to trust his O-line, to drop his young quarterback, and have him sit back there and wait for a deep, long-developing play and hit his guy – and then people are like, oh, I think it just flips the whole narrative. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was, I was going to say the, the ultimate deodorant is winning. And that, that would be, yeah. you know, no one's talking about this if Jalen Rager has a foot inbounds where he should have. Yeah. And they run a sneak. And, and you know what? I, I don't want to just only be critical of Hertz. He had some, he had some very, I mean, that, that pass I, I wrote down, the throw to Goddard at the end of the game, the last drive, mm-hmm. was a fucking... It was, oh, piss missile. Oh, my God. Dynamite throw. The Rager throw was a dime. The Quez throw was very, very good. Big ups to Quez, by the way, for playing through contact mm-hmm. and getting open. Um, you know, so it's not it's not all bad. It's not just like we're going to take pot shots at Jalen Hurts because of a loss. But there are things that, you know, I want to see him improve on. I, I, I have to see him hit the middle of the field. And I know he faced two good linebacking cores, and they're going to face another good linebacking core next week. Mm-hmm. Um but, I mean, you have to be willing to use – your best weapon on this offense, if it's not Devontae Smith, is probably Dallas Goddard. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, they have, they, you, just ha- you have to use the middle of the field at some point. Yeah, and we, we probably have to figure out – and I, I don't know if you've – you obviously watch the condensed game same as me. I don't know if it's a product of the game planning and they're, they're just not targeting it. But eventually you have to get to your third read who is in the middle of the field. So that's going to have to be something that comes along – and, and listen, that was something we talked about last year. Was like getting through the progressions. It, it didn't, you know, it, like you said, the ultimate deodorant is winning. Mm-hmm. That's a good point because, you know, looking back, he didn't hit the middle of the field a ton in Atlanta. Yeah, but it was okay because we were bodying them, so it didn't matter. But you know, this week, when you lose by six, those a few plays matter. Yeah, so. and, and if you go on and you look at, and this is, I'm not comparing him to Jalen Hurts, but if you look at uh, uh, Russell Wilson's scatter charts, they look the same. He does not target the middle of the field as well, but he hits on the deep shots. He hits Tyler Lockett twice a game for 80-yard touchdowns, and then you don't even, you don't bring up the middle of the field when you hit those deep patterns. And you know, I, I think it's a very risk-averse strategy, but you have to do it when you have the personnel that we have compared to the personnel that, say, C- the Seattle has. They yeah. have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. We yeah, have, it's very different. Yeah, it's it, we have to use – they don't have a tight end of note, at least in my opinion, that I can think of. So why would you attack the middle of the field? They don't have a pass-catching running back that's of the – Yeah, it's, it's a very different offense. Mm-hmm. You know, their their tight end's not the second best pass catcher on the team. Yeah, and just is what it is. How about that? I don't know if you remember this play, but very specifically, like early in the game, they ran a little slant to Gainwell to get that first down. It was like a third and four, and they attacked the middle of the field with Gainwell, put it, bring him, put him in the slot. It was a great pattern. It was a great play, and it looked like they just crowded the middle of the field, and they he just kind of slipped through because he was faster than a linebacker, and, and it just like you you had such success with that play. I don't know how you don't bring more of that into the game as as it went along. Gainwell has looked impressive. Yeah, very impressive with him. Yeah. He might he might be the anti crumb of the of yeah. the week. We're gonna have to come up we with that. We, we have to, find, to find a sound. What is the opposite of a crumb Uh I can't think of anything. You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> we, we, a couple other notes I wanted to say. The new punter is a fucking baller. Oh, Sipas, yeah. 
He's a baller. Absolutely. He 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 had like two opportunities. Zach McPherson, I think, fucked up that play. Uh, to put him, we would have had him within like the the five and. And I know he, a couple he dropped him bombs. within the ten at least mm-hmm. once. Yeah. And there was another opportunity, like you said. Um, Jordan Maialata was PFF's highest ranked uh, pass blocker this week. And he had zero Bosa, sacks, right? zero pressures. He went, was up against Bosa for most of the day. Um, he is, barring disaster or, God forbid, injury, knock on wood, uh, he's, he's a future pro bowler, man. That kid yeah. is good. And I noticed, I mean, like people have talked about him learning under Jason Peters, the the first initial like step back, mm-hmm. the timing of that like kickback is such like a Jason Peters signature move, and you could tell you could just tell he's like a sp- how how he learned from the best left tackle to ever wear Eagles green, yeah, and you could tell like he he soaked it all up, and now it's in a twenty two year old three hundred and sixty pound freak body, yeah. So I I love watching that kid play, um. And, uh, you know, know, I got a couple other things here. The Derek Barnett penalty is just stupid. Derek Derek Barnett, he he was in the running for crumb bum of the week, definitely. Because that's, I mean, it's six now in your career. It's not the first time. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, jeez. I just it's it's one of those things where it's the difference. I mean, there there like we said, there's a handful of game of plays. You have four on the one. You have the Jalen Rager, and then I think you can easily say that that uh, unnecessary roughness is is one, right up there with those plays it's a where you know you. I think it was going to be San Fran's ball third and fifteen from the twenty one. Yeah, you're and, you're trying to mount a comeback. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, that's not to put anything on the defense. I thought the defense played well outside of a couple taking the wind out of your drives. But, you know, to respond the way that they did, put up, you know, that's a good offense. They put up uh, 45 points two weeks ago, and, and the Eagles held them to 17. So I'm very happy with the defense so far. I'd say that they're, they're great. They are, they are trending upwards. I gave them... Uh, a B plus this week, and they had an A last week, and they're looking legit uh, more and more every week. This is going to be a big test this week, though. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that they're the real deal. Um, I was really happy to see Singleton getting snaps again. It looked like he really wasn't getting a ton in Atlanta, and I, and I don't have any uh, statistics to prove that, but I just don't <laughs> remember seeing him on the field at all. But this week, I just feel I just feel like remembering, like, oh, there he is again. Singleton's in every play. He's always in a position to make a good play. Um the the defensive line where I they didn't get any sacks this week, but yeah. they seem to be in his face all game. I think that uh San Fran game plan for that, there was a lot of quick passes, uh just getting him out of the way. But they were they were up his ass for half the game. Mm-hmm. They did a good job on the run. So yeah, I agree with you. I think that I think they look really good. I think Steven Nelson is like playing really well. Yeah. And I- Darius Slay again had a great day. Yeah, I thought they both played well. I thought uh, San Fran for a little bit they had guys open, but I mean that's going to happen. But they didn't. They yeah, didn't make I the mean, plays, as, you know. That's, as we wore down because yeah. we got dominated in time of possession. By the way, that was that was what I was actually going to bring up next. That was kind of San Fran came in and they said they they were going to squeak out this win, and that's exactly how they played. And and you know with the Eagles, I, I always look at it as the home team, especially an underdog at home. You have. 
probably two really good chances to score early on your first couple drives. And if you don't do it and you don't take, a, you know, take the opportunities where they're presented, a team like San Fran, I know they're, you know, they're not your favorite team in terms of where you see them long term, but I think they're well coached and I think they have a, a good core of guys that know how to win. They they went to a Super Bowl 2 years ago and they know how to win games like this and that's kind of the difference of two teams, you know, whereas when we looked at it last week with Atlanta, that's a team that's, you know, I think the Eagles are ultimately on a team on the rise, but not to the level of San Fran's level yet. So no. San Fran knows how to win games like that, and the Eagles still have to kind of, as a coaching staff more than anything, learn how to win those games. Yeah, and, and understand, like, and I, I feel I feel like my San Fran takes are validated after this week's game because I, I think – we maintained and have maintained, even even after beating the shit out of Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, they're hovering around a seven-win team, maybe the Eagles were hoping for. I don't think that changed after the Atlanta game, but we, we're looking at the trajectory a little bit differently. I, I still think the Niners are pretenders, but that doesn't make them Atlanta. No. You know, yeah, I, that... just because I don't think that they're a Super Bowl team, like some people are saying that they're yeah. going to be, you know, I, that doesn't make them a bad team i just think they're pretenders i don't think they're the contenders that people think they are they're like minnesota like minnesota of a couple years back that every year they were in the playoff race or they were going to be looked at as this team and then they sign kirk cousins but it was just i never believed in that team and i i can i can see at least in that context i don't believe in san fran to be on the level of like the rams tampa bay uh i'm I'm trying to run out. Of, I'm running I don't out. Think, of, I don't think they beat the Rams. They, I, don't, I don't think they beat the Rams. I don't, I don't think, think they, they beat, beat the Cardinals. Tampa. Cardinals, I, it would be a good game. Like those are those are games that are good. Se- Seattle, I don't think they're better than Seattle. I don't think they're better than Seattle either. So, and I so, don't think Seattle's that great right now. Seattle's human. Where I, I think it's really the cream of the crop of Tampa Bay and the Rams, and then guess what? Everybody I else. I, and I hate. I God, I hate to say. It. I don't think they beat the Cowboys. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. That was my pause there, but I didn't want to say it. I, uh, you know, I can't. I one of the hardest things of an Eagles fan when we're in this state, whereas the Eagles are in this uptick. 2016, I remember playing Dallas and they snuck out a win against us in overtime. I think in Dallas, and I remember saying like, Dallas is a team that's supposed to be contending for a Super Bowl, and we're a team that's in rebuild mode. And in a couple of years, this is a good sign. It's very hard to be that person still because I'm like, I don't want Dallas to be good this year. I don't want to admit it yet. I And I like last year was so, so nice to just see them lose one of the first, what they went one and four in the first four games with Dak. And it's just like, they're not good enough. And it felt good to know that. But this team, after sneaking out that wind and playing well against Tampa Bay, I'm, I'm a little concerned more so about the Cowboys than I thought I was going to be coming into this game. Yeah, I mean, I think we just have to be honest with ourselves. They're good for right now. Yeah. You know, I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl, but, you know, they're they're good right now. I mean, listen, it, it happens. Honestly, the best it thing sucks. that can happen is is if they, you know, if the Eagles aren't going to be good this year, which uh, I'm, I'm still holding out hope that they can sneak out this division if Dallas isn't as good as I think they are. But the best thing that could happen in, other than that is Dallas playing well and, and winning the division, maybe winning one playoff game. You know that'll give them, you know, a gold star on their on their mantle, and they'll get Mike McCarthy for ten years. I would love that. I yeah, would I love would like Mike too. McCarthy lifetime contract. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately, I think the game was a, you know, we, we were disappointed because we were in that game, and we had a chance to win. And it would be nice to be two and zero, but you know, this is and has always been a team that we think 
will probably struggle to 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 make five hundred. Yeah, you know, we want to see how close five hundred is. Like, you know, the point where we want to see how close or far we are from. Yeah, to, to see and and we want to see how these how these young guys develop. We want to see what Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni are, so that we can decide what are we doing next year when we have two to three first round picks. Mm-hmm. Speaking of two to three first round picks, uh, on the draft pick watch, do we have a draft noise? Oh, that would be a great one. That does not even close. Oh, man. I was, what was that? I'm going to put that on. I'll make sure we have that. We got to get that on for draft pick watch. It's a great idea. The Dolphins lose and they're going to lose Tua. He's got fractured ribs. Yeah. And there's no like goofy stipulations. Like if they fall to peace, that's all, you know, that's ours. Yeah. Indy loses. Wentz played 96.5% of snaps. He does have two. Two sprained ankles at the same time on the same play. And God just continues to rub salt in the wound. <laughs> I, I don't even understand how that's possible. Yeah, I'm I I uh there's like some things like I was a huge Wonder Years fan. I went to like sixteen concerts. I wore bright pink Wonder Years shirts and you know I you know you look back on things that you've done and said as a child and you're like what 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 was I thinking and I was vehemently arguing that Dak Prescott was never going to touch the heights that Carson Wentz was I I was so hyped I was I was talking some serious shit and now I'm like sitting here at that like thinking about those things that I've said and I'm like oh my gosh I've <laughs> I've been so blinded by this dude uh, and you know, here I am, you know, looking at Dak Prescott looking pretty good week in and week out and Carson Wentz isn't even an eagle. And don't, don't still... beat yourself up too bad. It was a bad bet at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you it can was... only, you can only, you can only look at the information you have in front of you and, mm-hmm. and make the best determination. Sometimes you're going to be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I know as, as football guys like us, you know, it's very rare, but we, we are wrong sometimes. So that's yeah. for the listeners out there. Even the best, um, you know, make mistakes. <laughs> so oh, I I don't know I think I think Wentz is trending towards playing. They said he said I've, I've maybe sprained or rolled my ankle a hundred times. He uh, he's got. I read today one of them is a low ankle sprain, one of them's a high <laughs> ankle sprain. <laughs> Just maybe like, maybe this will be the key. Maybe he'll he'll become a stand up quarterback and and stop playing hero ball and just hit his receivers. See see what that looks like. Who do they? Who do these guys play this week? Do we do we know? Uh, uh, Indy, I do not know who Indy. Plays I think I can week, get it quickly. Yeah, we can. We can. Uh, this we can is not stalling. I'm not stalling. You're. you're um, f- we're not stalling. But NFC East roundup. Just to keep everybody in the loop. Dallas beat the Chargers. They squeaked out a tough win. Chargers are a good team. Um, I thought the Chargers were going to win that game. Uh, Washington beats New York. That makes New York zero and two. Washington is one and one, I believe, and Dallas is also one and one. Yep, so there's a three-way tie up there. I guess Washington technically is in first because they have uh, the division win. Uh, so the Colts play the Titans, and the Dolphins play the Raiders. So very much losable games for both of them. Uh, the Raiders are four-point favorites. The Titans are five-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't know. I guess I want the Colts to lose. Uh, even if Wentz doesn't play, but I don't, I don't know. I, I'm it, Wentz watch has been difficult this no, year. No, we want them to win. We want them to win because if he plays less than seventy five percent of snaps, if he plays seventy percent 
So you get that little 5% window there, and they still make the playoffs, I believe, we still get the first round. Pick. Yeah, you get like that five. So point. we want them to win just as like insurance. Yeah, Titans are one and one too. I, I want the Titans to win that division most importantly, but we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll go from there. I mean that's uh, that's that's what we got to focus on this week. Speaking of the Titans, Derrick Henry is just a face not monster. human. Yeah, not not human. And I I do want to go back to the Cowboys. I know that I I just kind of went on a little spiel about how uh, I think the they're they're legit. Uh, but there is a there is a slim chance that they're not legit in the way that they did win that game. Uh, they won on a last second field goal, and it was more the Chargers losing that game. I from what I've been told than uh, the Cowboys winning that game. Uh, although they did have a heck of a performance from Pollard and from Zeke. I think they had like 198 yards rushing. So. All in all, we'll we'll see uh, what what this Dallas team is. It's it's going to be, you know, Monday, and we can get to this after the ad. But you know, previewing the game coming up, it's going to tell you a lot about the Eagles and who they are and and what they can be and who the Cowboys are. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a little it's a little scary because I I, I know we're we've we've accepted that the Eagles are you know not there yet, but it's. It's one thing to accept it preseason, another thing to like watch it go down while watching the Cowboys compete. You know, I know that, like you said, I know that that was like a close game, and the Chargers kind of gave it up. But the Chargers are a good team, and being in the game with a good team, yeah, matters. yeah. And, and I, I, I don't know. I think the Chargers are better than San Fran, but San Fran, you can make the same argument. And you know, again, I, I, I don't need much to to get back in, and it's probably just. The the Eagles, you know, I think they have to win this game for me to be like go full ravenous fan because then we got Kansas City and Tampa Bay upcoming over the next couple of weeks. So it, it's going to be it's going to get worse before it gets better. So I'd like to feel some joy before that. Yeah, well, I think I think we might. No, yeah. no, I don't think we will. I, I mean, I, I'll I'll be straight up with you. I you know let's uh. But well, before we do that, let's get to – we'll do the uh, the ad of the week, and then we'll talk about the game upcoming. Oh, yeah, we got a killer one this week. Today's episode of the Philly Specialist is brought to you by Alleviate Media. Nowadays, clients are using social media to dictate whether or not your business is the right fit for them. It's a 24-7 job that requires much more time and attention than most small businesses have. Alleviate Media – is your all-inclusive communication management company with services ranging from social media management to email marketing and even community outreach. Let them take this part of your business off your plate and alleviate the stress off of your shoulders. Follow them on Instagram at alleviate underscore media. Yeah, you know, uh, Cecily over at Alleviate is, is a friend and I defer to her and I consult with her on a lot of the stuff that we do for the Philly Specialist uh, Instagram presence and, and our social media presence. And she's just she's just an ace, man. She's just always looking to help, wants to see you guys do good. So make sure you guys hit them up. And there we have it. Alleviate yeah. Media on the docket Alleviate. Today. Hell yeah, brother. And, uh, you know, just, just throwing it out there. If you guys have anything cool that you guys want to get sponsored on here, we're, we're still getting rolling as a podcast. We're happy to throw anybody some, some – uh, some rub of the the Philly specialist rub. A lot of people are saying Albertino's gained uh, five stars in their rating. 
They were already five stars. Now they're a ten star restaurant since our uh, our ads piece. Yeah, I actually I got an email from Google about that. Yeah, Ralph Talati actually gained ten pounds of muscle since our uh, since our ad for was Death it like Wish instantaneous Barbara. or was was our ad just so it was so like much it just like really pumped. It was him up like so a Rocky much. montage, but also five pounds came on automatically just by hearing the the ad, and then he had was inspired and then put on the next five. Yeah. So, so he, he like, he like went, he like was listening to it. He was Devonte Smith. And uh-huh. then after he went to the gym, cause he was so hyped, he became out as DK Metcalf. Yes, exactly. A hundred percent. Got you. Got <laughs> you. Got you. Uh, so we got, we got this week coming up. We're playing Dallas on Monday. I fucking hate Dallas. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm getting word here from my producer that we have a caller, uh, Delco Robbie. Yeah, we have, we, <laughs> I can't believe, I literally cannot believe it's finally happening because we have talked about the legend, a, 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 a TPS podcast legend, Delco Robbie. A true I can't OG. believe we finally have him. He really is a true OG. He's been here since the start. You guys have not yet heard his voice, but we are bringing him onto the podcast for the first time. Let's see if we can get him on the line here. I love the sound effects. <laughs> Delco Robbie. Delco Robbie, can you hear me? Hello, hello. Oh, here he is. Here he is. Here he is. Smoking gentlemen, a camel crush gentlemen. outside of his house. Actually, a marble menthol, buddy. Marble menthol, right buddy. You, you, you even get have, it right. You even have the, 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 you the uh, WIP sound quality coming through <laughs> on your phone. I, can, I feel like you're talking through a cup. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm outside enjoying myself a nice butt heavy. Oh, there banging you go. My, bang, banging out my cigarette. He's committed. What are you wearing? <laughs> are you wearing the Delco tuxedo? Yes, of course. You know how it goes, buddy. You know how <laughs> we are out here. Ball shorts and a white beater. Baby. All right, give me the cherry on top. What's what's your what's your score prediction of the week? Fifty-two six Eagles. Uh, I'm going with a bold prediction of a thirty-four twenty-seven Eagles victory. Wow. Wow. Listen, if that happens, got- I'll eat an egg. Listen, listen, listen. Your boy Jalen is going to roll out. He's going to have Devontae shrieking down the sideline, and he is going to get his mechanics fixed from last week. He ain't going to hesitate. My man's going to launch one, and you're going to have a game winner. Oh. And they are going to be sick about it down there in Dallas. Oh, I listen. That's that's a dream. That's that's a that's a wet dream. Basically, I, I might have a wet dream tonight. Just thinking of that. Listen, man. I'll join you. I'll join you with Ian and Egg. We'll toast. We'll toast Monday morning. Well, actually, Tuesday morning. I apologize. Oh, Monday yeah. night. Rob, this week, this week, uh, we had our crumb bum of the week is Nick Sirianni. What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on Nick? Yeah, I, th- I think he he shot himself in the foot a little bit this week. You know, I think some some bad play calling. You know, mixed in with you know, like I said, Jalen fixes a few issues with throwing the ball. You know, he hesitated on one throw down the field, and I think it cost him early. You know, they shot themselves in the foot. You know, bad penalties, but I think he's going to get it cleaned up. You know, I think Nick's young. He's going to go through those progressions and those mistakes, and I, I trust him to get it right. So you're, so you're a Nick Sirianni stan, you would say. Oh, I, oh, I love my guy. Sirianni. Sirianni. You got you to roll it off the tongue, Sirianni. They got a good Italian boy in there. Get the two-finger special going. <laughs> so you're feeling Look, good Adam, about the Cowboys Adam game. Sandler, Adam Sandler rolling through South Philly. You see mm. the two-finger special. <laughs> Adam Sandler. I, the, the second most famous guy in Philly right now, next to Delco Robbie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Is Delco considered uh, Philly? Wow. 
When did we? Yeah, listen, that, that, that's a debate for a whole other day. Oh, technically, yeah, he's in Philly. We're get him day. by a technicality. Yeah, yeah technicality. <laughs> <laughs> so you're feeling uh, good about the Cowboys game? I, I'm always feeling good about this team, you know. But listen, the Cowboys are scary. You saw them the first game against the Tampa Bay. You know, going to tit for tat with them. So it's going to be tough, you know. Home game against them. If they lose, you know, I'm not going to be too upset, you know. If you split them the rest of the way down the stretch, but it's going to be a tough game. But as always, I'm going to be on the positive side. I've been screaming this team's going 11 and six from the beginning of the year, and everybody calls me crazy. Yes, <laughs> really everybody. Has. Has that is, been that, that is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Am, those people am, who are calling you crazy are are correct. Li- listen, listen, it's okay. It's <laughs> but okay. It, but the, but who will be laughing at the end of the season if you're right? Hey, listen, I'm jumping on the train and I'm riding either into the wall with Jalen or I'm going home free. So it's we'll the see only, what happens. It's the, more, it's the funnest way because you think about how happy you were two Sundays ago. It's, yes, it's sir. the way to be. Oh, my neighbors were complaining. I was screaming. <laughs> hey, we, we got a couple we got a couple cowgirls out here around me, so oh. we'll, yeah. Oh my I hope God. You, I hope you can uh you can talk some talk some smack this week and then come through on Tuesday and, and really rub it in. Let's hope, man. Let's hope. All right, if your score prediction's right, you gotta get back on next week. Sounds good. All right, man. Thanks for Sounds coming on the pod. Talk to you later, bro. Absolutely, gentlemen. Have a great night. Take it easy. Go birds. Go birds. My man, go birds. Take it easy. All right. So Don't go Robbie, everybody. Hell the yeah. The legend. I like I like the I like the positivity. Where, where are you at with uh with how about you give me your keys to the game and a score prediction and then I'll do the same. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Before I do that, I wanna regale you with a story. Oh god. A story about Delco Robbie. <laughs> Delco oh, Robbie and I for this. Delco Robbie and I work together. <laughs> and uh Last year, when I was entering the building, I threw a wrapper in the trash can. It was a blue Rice Krispie wrapper. A few minutes later, Del Kohlrabi enters the building and casually flicks a cigarette into the trash. Okay? (laughs) A few minutes after that, the trash is fully on fire, ablaze outside, right next to a car... There's a small, elderly man trying to put it out with a bucket of water, like a pail, like a little tiny bucket. I had to go outside with a fucking fire extinguisher and put it out. And my boss came in to try to figure out who did it. And he looks at the cameras and sees me, not realizing it's me, flick a fucking Rice Krispie Treat wrapper and goes, that's the guy. <laughs> Whoever threw that in there, that's the guy. He, whatever he threw in there lit the place on fire. So I'm like, hold on a second. I recognize that little schmuck. That's me. What the fuck? That's a Rice Krispie Treat. Then we had to go back and find Delco Robbie very slyly as he walks by, positioning his body between the camera, Great box out. Bet- yeah, between the camera and the trash, and just flick just a little <laughs> little butt of the what I thought was a camel crush, but we found out from his a marble menthol, of course, and lighting the whole place on fire, almost burning the whole building down. Hey, hey, accidents happen, and uh, he should be absol- absolved of all those sins if the uh, his score prediction comes true. No doubt about that. What, what a mess. Well, speaking of garbage fires, 
uh, where are you at with this game? Uh, and I'm referring to the Cowboys as a garbage fire. I, I've I've left the train of thought. I've had I've opened my second beer. I am no longer the analytical Dom Salvato. It's back to maniac Dom, and uh, I got a lot of hate in my heart towards these Cowboys. Mm. So now I'm going to start talking spicy. So if you want to if you want to let your keys of the games go, let's let's hear them. Where you at? What's the keys? What's the score? And uh, yeah, let's let's hear it. Um, it's it's almost similar to the keys to beating the Niners. I think the defense is similar. They've got a very strong linebacking core. That's really the biggest investment that the Cowboys have made in the mm-hmm. last few years as linebacker. They just keep drafting them. Yeah. Um, I know Van Der Esch may not be long for the team, but you still have Van Der Esch. He just drafted Micah Parsons, who they seem to be using a lot at defensive end. Uh, they drafted Jabril Cox from LSU. They still have Jalen Smith, I believe. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're strong in that department. And once again, you're going to see a game plan that unfortunately may keep them away from the middle of the field, which increases questions for us and, and kind of hurts us because, like we talked about earlier, we're very strong in tight end. Although um, uh, Zach Ertz is on the COVID list. Yeah. So he, he may or may not be back in time. Yeah, I know he he's is vaccinated. vaccinated, so he should be. Yeah, so he just has to – Yeah, I think he has to have two mm-hmm. tests. Two tests in a 24-hour period and be symptom-free. And really quickly, while we're on the subject of – uh, Eagles that aren't going to play this week. Brandon Graham, mm-hmm. uh, torn or ruptured, ruptured Achilles, Achilles. Uh, out for the year. Brandon Brooks, uh, heck, heck muscle, but heck it's strain. not torn. It's just a strain. He's mm-hmm. on IR. He yeah. should be back at some point this year. I didn't want to not address that today. Yeah. Well, we we were going to do that as the news thing that we forgot to bring up at yeah. the end of the show. Well, but here here we go. We we're, didn't we're even better. We, we completely ignored the news today. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, when you got a crumb bum, you got to you got to roast them yeah, out. Yeah, we ran right before in I it. fought fought them behind this good good house or there whatever. There was just too much to talk about. Yeah, too much too much hype. You know, uh, we kind of do whatever the fuck we want here. Yeah. Well, listen, it's two guys in a bar having a conversation is what we've always aimed to be and uh we're two guys in a basement drinking beer. But uh, but uh, yeah, but getting back to what we were talking about, um, yeah, I, I am I am a little concerned about that. I think the key is once again, obviously, to protect Jalen Hurts. You know, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to see what he's got this week. You gotta hope he's better than last week. You gotta hope he hits those deep balls because you're gonna have to get after the corners. You you know, it just is what it is. And the scary um, thing about it is their corners are looking good this year. Trayvon Diggs, Trayvon Diggs is Stephon's brother. He, he might be the most improved. Like yeah. most improved player this year so far that I've seen, he looks yeah. he's a very different guy. It's going to be a big test for Jalen, uh, not Jalen, uh, Jalen Rager, but more so Devontae Smith. Yeah. We're going to see him against what I think probably is the best corner he's going to he's in his young career thus far. Let's see what he is here. I'm I'm excited to see that. That's a matchup that uh, I'll have circled and we'll be focusing in on. It's what's scary to me is it seemed like last week the Niners were willing to just to just interfere all game, to just like take a few DPI penalties on him if you have to, because there were definitely uh, uh, quite a few that were uncalled. Mm-hmm. And I think if they're just going to like do whatever they have to do to not let him beat them, and Jalen Hurts is unwilling or unable to throw into the middle of the field, that's a, that's a problem. That's a recipe for disaster. And if he starts forcing throws to the perimeter when they're not there, especially to Devontae, when they're not there, you might start to see problems. 
You know, because yeah. one of the biggest, one of the best things about Hurts that he's been really good with the, so far this year is not turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. You can't start to see that change. So we have to protect the ball. We have to attack the corners, even though it's not ideal. Um, and we got to get the running game going. The running game was the running game was tough last last week. It seemed like in the beginning it was really slow, and then they switched to some like RPO kind of stuff, and then it it, it got a little better. But I, I want to see them establish that run so that they can use the play action effectively and you still got to push down field i know it didn't work out perfectly last week but you don't have a choice you have to push down field yeah i I mean for me uh, time of possession is kind of the biggest thing going into this game the same thing that san fran did to us and a lot of teams you know the formula to beat mahomes and i'm not comparing Dak prescott to patrick mahomes i'll never do that he would have to have 10 patrick mahomes seasons before i even compare the two but in my opinion, to beat this Dallas team, they're going to hang points up on everybody they play. I, I mean, even even last week against the Chargers, they only scored 20. I, I don't see that being the case against the Eagles. I think as good as the Eagles' defense has played, I think this is going to be a real test for them, probably the biggest test they've had. And uh, I think they'll still pass, I mean, relatively, but there's, this is going to be graded on a curve. You know, you probably have to hold them to under 28 because I think 21, 24 is where they're going to be coming out in terms of points because it's just they got too many weapons they got too many guys and they're they're at home and you know it's going to be a rocking place i mean it's it's dallas in in dallas on monday night football it's going to be a a hostile atmosphere and i think the eagles have to go out there and kind of bore them to death in terms of owning time of possession not making mistakes forcing one or two mistakes on the defensive side to to kind of steal this game that's that's what that's what i'm seeing uh the way the eagles win this game is through uh grand larceny yeah no i i agree i I mean on paper the eagles really shouldn't shouldn't beat them but again there there's always the possibility of some like nfc east wackiness yeah yeah and they could certainly find a way um also you know mari cooper he's questionable right now uh, he's got a little injury going on. I don't know how serious it is. So, you know, and, and the other thing we have to remember, the last two weeks we talked about going into week one, we said Calvin Ridley's going to get his. There's nothing you can really do to stop it. You have to outscore him. Calvin Ridley didn't get his. Mm-hmm. Last week we said George Kittle, he's going to get his. He really didn't. Right, right. Um, so this defense, I think this defense is is better than we are giving them credit for. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to do... I think they're going to get to work a little bit. I, I, you know, I, I don't think that they're going to, they're not going to shut them out. But I right. think they're going to be a little better than people think. I think, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not as afraid of Cooper and Lamb as I was two weeks ago. Yeah. So here, I'll, I'll give you something. I, I, I'm, I'm robbing this, but uh, the Eagles, the Eagles win Monday. That you know. You're you're just done finishing your 15th Miller Lite. The triple zeros hit. The Eagles have officially won the game, and you are looking to your left, and you are telling the person next to you, whoever that may be, they won this game because of. And and what do you think you say there? If you know, give, going through it, how did the Eagles win this game? If they do win, what do you think the the the, the number one thing would have been? Mm. It's funny because you asked me what are the keys of the game. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about Jalen Hurts, and now as I'm picturing this scenario where I'm looking and going, thank God Miles Sanders had a fucking 
explosion yeah. of hell yeah, brother. I'm into that because I'm now now I'm thinking of like a 70 yard Miles Sanders mm-hmm. chunk run mm-hmm. that just like like twist the knife yep. sometime like late in the fourth quarter. And if Sanders can set the tone, because that really does put everything in motion. If yeah. Sanders can set the tone, and that's how you win the time of possession battle, like you said. That's how you set up the play action to beat the corners, like 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 we were talking about earlier. I think Miles Sanders has to have a big game. He has to have his first big, big game of the year. Yeah, and and that I'm okay with that. I think, to me, I was I was going, my thought would have been, how about that? They they waited the two weeks, but now they've got they had two picks and one of them went for a touchdown. Like Darius Slay finally looking like that contract's worth it. Not that he hasn't played great, but I want to see more interceptions. You sign the guy for that, or you trade for the guy. And a few, they had a few opportunities yeah. last week. Got to got to capitalize on this. Yeah, they had more than one pick that they should have came down with. Um, but those, you know, listen, you got to get the takeaways, but those things will come. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Keep playing the way that you are. Keep putting your guys in good positions. It'll it'll come. Yeah, and and you know, as we're watching this defense kind of grow and evolve, I mean, they have barely blitzed, but they still seem to be getting pressure. Mm-hmm. It's and very. I'm it, a little worried about that without Brandon Graham now, but I, I still a think lot they've of got some depth. Yeah, and some young guys that maybe show maybe uh, will show something. Milton Williams. Milton Williams is yeah because uh, he plays tackle, player. but he he can play defensive end. He as can well, move around. So yeah, that was a big bit. thing with him. He's he's very uh, body type, very Brandon Graham esque too. Yeah, and and I'll, uh, just on the defensive line, MVP thus far, Hargrave. He's been playing out oh, of his mind, so of his good. Mind. And he's I I kind of saw. Not, not I'm not saying I called it because I certainly didn't. But uh, towards the end of last year, after he got healthy, I thought, oh, we might have ha- we might have actually signed this guy for this much money for a good reason. Uh, you know, the heir to, heir apparent to Fletcher Cox might be coming into his own now. Yeah, Hargrave Hargrave uh has has been really good this year. They've got a lot of depth there. You know, it's you know, Josh Sweat playing, you know, much more this year. He's he's in regularly in, not like a third down guy. Like for a while I saw Josh Sweat as like the next Vinny Curry. Right. Who was like coming in on, you know, we have to get to the quarterback, put your head down and rush on third down. Now I think Josh Sweat's really gonna end up being a staple and I think probably you know, he, he, he turns out to be the defensive end on this yeah, team next yeah, year. He kind of has to be. I mean, I I, I can't – right now I'm, it's it's still very open, very fresh. I don't want any parts of uh, Derek Barnett. I mean, with three first-round picks, you're going to get a good talent at defensive end somewhere in that draft. You're going to have three first-round picks. You're going to be able to do it. And I, I just don't think, given the market, given what he's probably going to demand, I don't see him as a good enough player to justify signing him unless he's taking a – a major hit contract-wise to to make it worth our while. I think it. I think it's going to depend because I do think Derek Barnett's a good player. I think he's a really good player. I think he's a smart player. I know he hasn't had maybe the success we were hoping for, but I I also feel like he was never like even from the time we drafted him, he was never supposed to be like this monster. Deep. Like he was never supposed to be Miles Garrett. You know, right. He, he was never going to be. He was never. He's a piped he, up to he's be that. a product of his draft position. Whereas, but like, he was always like a smart player. He was always a high motor player, mm-hmm. and that's what he still is. He's always a guy that's you know usually in the right spot. The only problem with him is he's a little bit of a headhunter. Yeah, but my thing is, at least you have Cox and you have Graham and you have these guys that are 
what I call professional football players. Like they are, they are pros to that nth degree. How do you, how do you not uh, learn as you're, as you're, you know, it's not, he's a rookie anymore. He's a 24 year old man. He, you know, he should be able to make these decisions and clean that up. Especially when you're not a freak. Like, like miles Garrett literally took a helmet off and tried to kill another man. And then this year he's playing again because you get to do that kind of stuff when you're that good. You know what's well, you know what's like really sick though? Like I'm like all over Derek Barnett for like a personal fail. But like I when Miles Garrett ripped I think it was Mason Rudolph's helmet yeah. off and tried to like kill him with it, I was like, I want that guy. Yeah. I want guy, him on that, my that's team. That's a game bad. Yeah well at that point the game was over so it didn't matter. It yeah. Was, but like that was, you know, it's it's all context, and also maybe not the fact that it didn't cost my personal team anything. Just the yeah, Browns. I time. would feel differently, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like I watched it, I was like, oh, this is crazy. Man, I like this. My uncle has been saying it for uh, for years. He said, uh, "Listen, I I got to be honest with you. I think we need more fucking hate in football. More hate, because like the best games are when I know I'm playing Dallas because I hate them, yeah. and I know that we hate them, and I know that the Eagles hate them. Like if I see." This is a major fear for me. I was thinking about this driving in. There's going to be a picture of two former Memphis running backs, Tony Pollard and Kenny Gainwell, with their jerseys holding up. I hope I hope he wipes his ass with that Cowboys jersey. Like that's that's a person that's a that's a foul. You can't yeah. do that. So I don't want to tell Kenny Gainwell that he can be buddy buddy with Tony Pollard any other time, but don't let me see you holding the Cowboys jersey until n- probably never. Yeah, I, I I like when our when our guys are you know good dudes and sportsmen, except with the Cowboys. Yeah, you yeah. know who was you know who was like a sh- straight up gangster about that shit, Benny Logan. Yeah, I know he's not here anymore, but he was just like I don't fucking like him. He just <laughs> he just don't like him. Yeah, and that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to hate him. Yeah, I I mean I hate them, and I want you to hate them too. Right. I want you. I want or, or pander and the, and uh, going back to Sirianni pandering. What would be more pandering? Than beating the ever loving shit out of the Cowboys and uh, just stomping them out on national TV, he he could be a made man if he did that. Like Buddy Ryan, like was for all intent. I don't think he won a playoff game here, but he knew he had to beat Dallas, and that kept his job for you know probably longer than it should have. He was a good coach, but I mean, never won a playoff game, but he knew he had to beat Dallas. Yeah. But ultimately, if if we have to put a number on it, if we have to say definitively, thirty five thirty Eagles, thirty five thirty Eagles, and if the Eagles win and get one turnover, I'll eat a raw egg. And just I'll, one turnover? Just one turnover. That's what I want. I don't care what anybody says. I'm with my man Doc. If the Eagles win this week, I'm eating a raw egg. How does Dante keep getting in here? He just keeps breaking in. He must live in your basement. How does he keep getting in the fucking basement? And this time he's actually right. If the Eagles win, I'm eating a raw egg. Oh, my God. That was another thing. I saw my uh, my uncle who was at the house, and he said, uh, first things first, because Keith Hagan's listened to this, he went, listen, Keith Hagan. A lot of hype to that drinking ability, and I didn't see much. Wow. So, Keith, he called you out. And I said, listen, Keith Hagan will get drunk, but he won't stop. And my uncle went, I want to see a man who can drink 30 and then still throw a dart. I know a guy like that. Referring to himself, although he doesn't listen to this podcast either, and he did leave early. Turns out his uh, daughter got bored at uh, playing hockey, 
but you wouldn't have known that uh, looking at both of us that night because I looked like I was severely concussed that night and Riley was fine. So no, it's okay to make a make a joke about Uncle Chris leaving early. Well, I'd like to see her look fine after 30 Miller Lights. Yeah, she definitely can't drink 30 Miller yeah, Lights. Yeah, no way. Listen, she may be 11, but she can't drink 11 beers. <laughs> but I do think... If you got checked into the boards, you'd be... <laughs> I'd puke. Yeah. I'd puke there, too. Yeah, me too. It's okay. Don't, I can't. Even, even by an 11-year-old girl. Like, okay, I, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be skating. I'd be like, I don't, I don't like it here. I don't want to be near these people. And I would just get bullied. Uh, so that's that's my life, I guess, forever. But uh, where, how did I get to this? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I started at drinking. With Keith, Keith, yeah, you were Keith saying drinking. you were saying your uncle said Keith can't drink. Oh, oh, and then he and then I was telling him I said, listen, I I was banged up. He went, well, thirty Miller Lights and a couple of eggs will we'll do that to anybody. And I said, I guess that's fair. Yeah, he goes, the egg the, bets are truly disgusting. Yeah, the probably the most disgusting thing I've ever done. No. I know for a fact it's not the most disgusting thing. I don't care what anybody oh, says. No, I'm with my man Don. Doesn't care. What you if say. the Eagles win this week, I'm eating a raw egg. That's, I think that because he keeps saying that on the podcast, I think that's contractually binding. Yeah, no, he so definitely. So he does have to win this. He does have to eat. If the, if Eagles, the Eagles win, yeah, no. If we press that button, Dante, you have to eat the egg. Uh, if I have to make a prediction, though, this week, I'm sick to say that the Eagles, I don't think, will win this game. Um, And so my official prediction is going to be 30 to 24 Eagles, fuck the Cowboys, <laughs> fuck you, Dak Prescott. The Eagles are going to win this game because it's not fun if I don't believe that, right. and it's about fun. Exactly, exactly. Wait, wait till you hear us next week. If you if you think this is bad, wait till you hear us predict the Eagles to blow the doors <laughs> off the Kansas City. <laughs> I'll eat an egg um, if uh, Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw seven touchdowns. I'm not scared of anything because I feel it. Do you feel it? I, 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 I believe it. There's, there, there's a non-zero chance that the Eagles win this game, and I think it's higher than like probably 40. I think it's like 40 to 50% chance the Eagles can win this game. No. It, in all seriousness, it's probably a 25% chance that the Eagles win. If that happens, it's 30 to 24. If the Eagles lose, which is 75%, it's Cowboys 30, Eagles 17. Okay. I'll, I'll be very disappointed. I, I think the my big thing, you know, we've talked about the keys a couple times. My my notes, I said, don't get in a boat race with this team. Uh, run, booby, run. And uh, Mahomes them in the context of, you know, keeping the ball out of their offensive hands. So uh, I think the, the world has to be in a way where, you know, we don't go toe-to-toe with them all on offense. The sick brain in me wants Sirianni to go out there and just start throwing bombs and try to outscore him. And then if it's successful, then I don't have anything to worry about until, you know, I, I mean, Kansas City's coming next week. And then you got Carolina, then you got Tampa Bay. So it's this is going to be one of those games where you're going to have it's a tough skid. It's, it's going to be rough. Yeah. But I looked at the end of the year because I, you know, I, I obviously got deep in my thoughts about it, a little concerned. They play. Dallas, uh, Dallas again, Washington twice, New uh, New York twice. In the I think last... you're capable of sweeping New York for yeah. sure. New York looks to be like a team that passed up on Justin Fields in the first round when they could have had him. Justin and Fields didn't look that great this week. 
Justin Fields came in in the middle of the game. I, I, Justin Fields is a rookie quarterback. This week. Yeah, well, I'm excited to see that. But uh, I think Justin Fields is going to be, no matter what, like his floor is better than Daniel Jones. Yeah. I mean, it's just bad. Yeah, that's true. But, no, you know, no, you hope to have no these teams there. in there. there, there there's, there's teams in this division that have, uh, I think, you know, Giants, I thought, had an okay defense, don't value the quarterback position or overvalue their quarterback. Washington seems to be falling into the same trap where these teams can beat up on each other. But I think outside of the Eagles losing the way they did and seeing Dallas lose in terms of the rest of the division, I think any given Sunday we're better than uh, New York, and I think Washington we can hang with. So it's this week is huge to find out if we can hang with what I think is the top part of the division in Dallas. Yeah. All right. Moving on, we now know how we how we felt about last week, how we feel about this week. Give me a start and sit in fantasy this week. Okay, my start of the week is Odell Beckham Jr. And the reason I'm doing that is it's his first game back, and he tweeted, uh, "Thank you, God, for what I'm about to do." So that's big. And then my he is a hype beast. Nobody ever, <laughs> nobody ever argued he wasn't. My second start is a defense. I say start uh, the Panthers' defense because uh, Tyrod Taylor's out. Uh, Davis Mills is a six-rounder. Okay, or... I'm going to tell you something. Davis Mills is really good at football. No way. I, I'm telling you. No, I'm, I, I'm not kidding. I'm not lying. I actually know who he is. Okay. And I think he's good. Okay, well, I'm still going to start Carolina. I won't bet on Carolina because they're given seven. But I, I think, you know, even even the best rookie quarterback on a short week is going to throw a pick. And that's all I need. I need one pick, and I'll feel okay. Uh, my start of the week is Kareem Hunt. Ooh. Uh, Jarvis Landry's hurt. Yep. Odell's back, but we don't know what he's going to be or what he's going to look like coming off the injury mm-hmm. and also not having a stellar year last year and also Baker Mayfield you know, isn't great for fantasy wide receivers yeah. in general. And I think they're going to lean on the running game, and when they lean on the running game, Hunt gets his. Yeah. Um, and I don't really have a sit this week, but I do have a guy who it pains me to say, pains me to say, you might start wanting to uh, explore trade options as Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah. Because he's burning me. He's burning me. And I drafted him, and I thought – running back, second-year Andy Reid guy. But I think the fact of the matter is we're looking at Andy Reid's history with wide receivers, but Andy Reid has never had a quarterback in a wide receiving room like this, and that offense just doesn't run through the running back. When when you told me last week, that's fine, I'll just trade him at his highest value. Well, no, no, no. I said I'll trade him on a pop. I'll oh, say okay. I, I said I'll trade him on a pop week. And I do think he will have pop oh, week. I think he will have but I think pop week. But yeah. I, I think it'll be hard to predict. I don't think he'll be as bad as he's been. I think it'll level out. The touchdowns will come. He'll end up being okay. But on a week-to-week basis, start thinking about when he pops, maybe moving him. Yeah, and just one reason to feel hope. Uh, I read something today. Uh, ankle sprains take five weeks, six weeks. Uh, this is his fifth week out of that ankle sprain, so there is a chance that he uh, he is just coming out of that injury, getting a little better. So I, I'm okay with I'm okay with that, but I think he could be uh, on his way to to maybe a, a little bit bigger of a role than what he's what he's already shown. Uh, my sit 
uh, is uh, Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd. And I'm going to have to ignore that because I don't have the wide receiving core. I'm going to start Chase and hope for a touchdown. But Pittsburgh's defense is legit. So I I don't want to ever start a wide receiver against them because they don't want to play. Sometimes fantasy football is about what kind of game you're going to watch. And Pittsburgh is never going to put themselves in a position where they're in a high-scoring game because they can't keep up with people because Ben Roethlisberger's shot. So that's just uh, that's that's my sit of the week. Uh, Eagles start. Uh, how about we get the Jalen Rager touchdown finally? The big the big bomb for Rager. So start him if you are in a fifty man league. Uh, start Miles Sanders this week. You're probably Ooh, yeah. you're probably starting Miles anyway. You have to. But um, make sure you start him this week. If you if you're strong at running back, stick him in your flex. Mm-hmm. No. Oh yeah, stick him in. Yeah, stick, stick him, him in your flex. flex. He's Monday night. Yeah, Definitely stick Monday him in your flex. Um. Get all right. One last thing before we let you guys go. We we are in Dom's betting corner. Ooh. So yeah. So my oh, name. I gotta get a casino sound effect. Uh, we like, forgot. Ding, I knew. Ding, ding, ding. You know what? When we sat down that I said, we, Don't we have that sound down. effects we gotta get, and I I didn't do it. <laughs> well, so in my betting corner, I did not fill this out. So I'm gonna go with the Eagles bet of the week. Uh, last week I said Jalen uh, rushing touchdown prop, and it hit. I'm actually I'm actually been pretty good at this. The Jalen touchdown prop hit, the Rams hit, and uh, two weeks ago I don't remember, but I think I said Jalen rushing yards and Sanders rushing yards, and that maybe hit. I don't remember. Don't 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 judge me. I don't know. Here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go with a nice and easy bet for you for the Eagles. How about you just walk in there and take the over because I think it's gonna go over. It's fifty one and a half, and then my second bet. I'm going to keep riding these guys until they hurt me. And it's probably a little bit of a surprise. Uh, how about the Rams getting one and a half at home with Tampa Bay coming in? What if, it, I, you know, I don't know if they'll win that game, but I'll, I'll take the, the home dog at one and a half and see what we can come out with. So, uh, you know. Ooh, if, that's an interesting one. Yeah, it's one and a half. So if Tampa sneaks one out, that'll be the case. Uh, huh. You might be able to, to get that, you know, hook in there. Uh, this week, to me, if I'm looking at the board as a whole, this is going to be teaser city for me. I'm going to be throwing teasers in left and right because a lot of lot of dogs. Like for example, uh, I'm looking here. Uh, Tennessee is five and a half point favorites. If you take a six and a half point teaser, you bring that down to them getting a, getting a point, uh, and then they just have to beat Indy with a potential backup. Uh, Backup caliber quarterback or a backup quarterback, whatever. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think at full strength. I don't know if Indy beats Tennessee anyway. Yeah, I think Tennessee is finally. You know, they they realize, oh, we have Derrick Henry after week one, and they've kind of figured that yeah. out. And then uh, the other game that interests me uh, with with finding out the Miami news, uh, Vegas are only given four to the Dolphins, which is kind of surprising to me. They've been a real surprise of a team. I'm a little scared of playing them now. I think we're. I think we're. Uh, I got nothing else. Go birds. I, I kind of think they're a little bit pretend. I don't know. I don't know yet. Fuck the Cowboys. But I think we did everything we wanted to do today. Obviously, we hate the Cowboys. Fuck the we Cowboys. talked about. We gave you a little bit of news and notes. A little Cowboys news and notes did. section. Uh, we went through last week's game. We went through this week's game. We had Delco Robbie on. It was a pretty cool thing. And we are. I guess we're getting ready to to let you guys go here. Hell yeah. Go and, birds. Uh, Here's a little, a little more classic rock on the way this out. Is, That's going to be the real deep. WIP. <laughs> I, I'm into this. This is so dumb. <laughs>
Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you tune in next week. Go Birds!